Thunder Moneyball. Ah. Boom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you? <laughs> I couldn't tell what of those was real and what was uh, manufactured. <laughs> well, the, the first one That's was fake, but we, it caused the real ones. <laughs> I just I haven't, go. I haven't spoken aloud in like two weeks, so I had to uh, <laughs> re- reactivate my voice, so to speak. Do you yeah, have yeah. to converse with people at work a lot? Eddie? Yeah, I do. I was, I was, well, I, I did speak, y- but you were going to actually drive me into the zeitgeist. Could ask you, Eddie, if you have an internal monologue, if you if you think sentences, because that's the thing now. Uh, no, about. I mostly think of like feelings of despair and dread. That's okay. that's, that's my mo. Um, I just think in music notes, so. <laughs> That that inner uh, interdispersed between the dread uh, is uh, just random bits of things that I've listened to recently. For example, I've had magical the first first few minutes of Magical Mystery Tour stuck in my head because I played a Beatles show this weekend, and uh, ah. so that's just been there all the last like uh, eighteen hours or so. Okay, just just so everyone knows, we're about to now guess in Eddie's entire set list instead of doing this pot. So, did you do <laughs> Strawberry I, I, Fields? I, I made a I made I made a playlist of it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I did. I did Strawberry Fields. All you need is love. Uh, no, no, didn't do that one. Really, all you need is love. It was kind okay. of okay. So let me put you this way: this is a <laughs> just briefly. This is it's a it's a uh, they're called classical mystery tour. So like it's a whole it's a it's a you know it's one of those combo things that are like really in vogue right now with orchestras. It's like mm-hmm. taking rock music and blending it with an orchestra. So they chose the set list, I assume, based on like what Beatles tunes used orchestral instruments. Yes. So that's like fair. so so the definitely El- Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, yes, Eleanor Rigby, Rigby was, a doubt. was one of the cooler ones that we did. Um, I now I saying all that I, why they didn't do All You Need Is Love I don't know because that's like a full orchestra so i don't understand but i don't know it was a good set list regardless yeah That's yeah i like sweet. those shows a lot you know I'm glad like you got to do to that them. show yeah i've got to play i did a frank sinatra show once with the okc Phil. oh that was man really that's fun. awesome that's awesome yeah. oh my goodness who's saying yeah uh it was a guy that was great. I mean, he sounded exactly like him um i can't think of his name right now oh, but, so it wasn't like, michael career, Bublé? No, it wasn't Michael Bubble. Um, oh. <laughs> his career is like doing these Frank Sinatra uh, tribute shows. Wow. So like he was the Frank Sinatra guy. By the way, did you guys know that Michael Bublé is coming to Chesapeake Energy Arena? Because I had no idea. I, 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 I had swear, no idea. I forget every time. Uh, and then the <laughs> TV reminds me. And I remember and then I forget again because I don't care. <laughs> You know, they should advertise more for that because I, I mean, I'm, this is the first I'm hearing of such, such things. I didn't even know. So they clearly need to do more of it. <laughs> Between that and the share, uh, the share commercial. Oh yeah. Why? Okay. I'll say, I'll I say both share. of those are, I, I prefer both of those to the Ariana Grande from last season, which was just Oof. so obnoxious. I got I was so tired of it. <laughs> last thing before we do a real pod, how old is she? <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. How old is what? Cher. Oh, she's like 70, dude. Actually, yeah, one of the guys at my work was like talking, like he 
He she's knows someone that is a part of her, like a part of her touring company. She tours with like over a hundred people. Like it is a an army of people that go with her from place to place. That How many of them are doctors? <laughs> I don't know. She she is. I'm I'm told that she is in remarkable health for her age. Which hey, good for her. When you believe in love after love, of course you're in remarkable health. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but not all man. of us feel that way. So that's Jeez. why we die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jeremy, so before we, uh, just wanted to, we're going to talk about what happened last week. Um, obviously it's been kind of a really crazy, uh, week in for the NBA for sports for everyone really. But so we had recorded a whole episode last week and right at the very end of the episode, right before we were going to sound off, the tweet came out from TMZ about Kobe. So we chose not to release an episode because it just felt felt inappropriate, at least to me. Um, but because of that, you didn't get to hear our message, which I think, Jeremy, if you want to go ahead and send your message out to the world. Um, my message specifically about Kobe? No, about no, 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 no. the, the, the statement that you made at the beginning of the episode last week. Oh, oh, okay. You want to be to address that again? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah. so... Yeah, yeah, okay. So we thought it'd be fun if we did uh, an episode pretty soon here. And we thought, you know, maybe the All-Star break would be a good time to do it since there won't be as many NBA happenings, especially pertaining to the Thunder, to talk about. But, uh, yeah, we thought it'd be cool for you guys to send us in some questions. And uh, we'd like to give you a shout-out on the pod and uh, answer those questions to the best of our ability on the pod. Uh, How do you get those questions to us? Well, you can uh, hit us up on the social medias. We're on Twitter and Instagram at podcast underscore thunder. Slide into the DMs or just, you know, reply to us on Twitter or however you want to get that get that to us. That's fine. Or what you could do is uh, you could throw it back to like 1999 and uh, send us an email. We do have an email address. It is tmbp. 405 at gmail.com. So the Thunder Moneyball Podcast 405 at gmail.com. We'll, uh, we'll actually check it because at least I haven't checked it. I don't know if you fellas have or not, but we'll check it and um, do that there. But yeah, we thought it might be fun to do a little more listener interaction. So send us questions about the Thunder, this current Thunder team, just the Thunder in general, you know, their history in the NBA or the NBA in general about snack foods, about film, about music, since we address those things on this podcast a lot. Send us in. Send them in, guys, and then we'll uh, answer them on a future episode. I, th- I would rather like it, uh, everyone, if you threw it back to 1992. After you got out of FYE and bought yourself a new Buster Rhymes CD, if you would uh, page <laughs> us at 405-T-H-U-N-D-E-R. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now we, we need like a we should get like a PO a PO box, you know. And they could, they could write us a letter. I like that Must idea. Must be 18 too. or over. We got to do the fast talking like the <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Uh, yeah, I think that'll be all fun. Right. I think that'll be fun. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that there are at least some people that are not um us that listen to this, so if you're out there, absolutely feel free <laughs> yeah i know that that my mom the lovely human being that is susan Parr, listens to our podcast because she often texts me questions asking about things that we talked about so 
Susan Parr, aka Mom, <laughs> send us some questions. <laughs> Everyone, you could mom. be aka you could mom. be podcast famous. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know who I know doesn't listen to our podcast? Justin Secrets, because his fantasy team oh, yeah. garbage yeah. every yeah. week, and he doesn't take my advice <laughs> to put Andre Drummond in his starting lineup. It's He'd awesome. be fine. He would have beaten me this week if he would put Andre Drummond. Is there is there actually? I was thinking about this. Is there a way that you could just go like like evacuate his players to the free, the free agency pool because I, they're not? I could, I could, <laughs> but I every I, week I don't do it because they're just I'm being not. Fair. I just I feel bad. All those points, all those Drummond points are just yeah, just yeah. nothing. Ben Simmons too. <laughs> I have to admit, and you guys tell me if you have had this thought too. I've I've thought about like sending him a message and just saying like, "Dude, obviously you're not trying anymore. So let's go ahead and like, <laughs> don't you trade Andre Drummond hey. to me for this player? You know, tampering since out of it to begin with, tampering. But I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Uh, have you I, guys had that thought? It, Be honest. I haven't had a similar. I've had a similar thought, and I I need uh, Julie to know that I had this thought because I didn't follow through with it. <laughs> there was a week where he definitely could have beat her. And I was going to text him and be like, listen, dude, you put Ben Simmons and Andre Drummond in on Thursday and Friday and Sunday, you're going to beat Julie. And I didn't <laughs> do it because I, no one's done that for what he's against me. And I thought it was only fair. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it needs to be known. <laughs> that I, I, played, I, I won uh, her a week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played Justin week one and he beat me. Uh, I have yeah. three losses. He beat me the first right time. One, one of them is his. Yeah, yeah. He could have been, he could have been a dominating. He could have been a league, contender. He could have been a contender. He could have been a contender. We could have been something special. <laughs> uh, guys, I traveled this weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I went. I went to Phoenix. I saw the Thunder play. So we we talk about this occasionally on this podcast, but uh. My wife, Julie, and I, we like to go see the Thunder play on the road when we can. It's really fun. Gives us an excuse to go to cities that we wouldn't normally go to otherwise and kind of explore the city and see our team play on the road and enjoy some NBA culture and everything. So, yeah, we took off Friday morning, drove to Phoenix, and it was lovely weather in Phoenix all weekend, and uh, we enjoyed we enjoyed the game. This was our 10th arena to see the Thunder play in together uh counting um the chesapeake energy arena of course this was number 10 uh that's the thunder sweet. are seven and two when we see them play on the road <laughs> that's nice that's a, that's a fun stat yeah this was the first time we've seen them play on the road where they have been russell-less and uh they won so that's nice starting off this so uh, post what i'm Westbrook hearing is that era. you're a bad fan and if you really wanted the thunder to win more away games you would go to all of them yeah, sounds like yeah. it. Yeah, that's what I heard. I, I need to, I need to just dedicate my life to it. Really, <laughs> I, like just I mean, sell, I don't know sell why all you my belongings. <laughs> you know, in like the '60s and '70s, when people would follow rock bands around the country, you know, and just go to like every single show that they play. Yeah, that's what I should do with the Thunder. Yeah, but, get on, um, man. When you say it out loud, I, I disagree. Now <laughs> we're depending on you. Oh though. man, so this. We we shelled out some bucks for these tickets. We hadn't been to an away game for a while, so we got really good seats. We were, I think, four rows behind the Thunder bench. Nice. We were. That's crazy. Uh, we had better seats than Sam Presti and his wife. Actually, like they walked up 
uh, near us, and they were five rows behind us. And their little kid, their little kid was really cute. I forgot. That's why. I forgot they had a kid around the same time. Russell had his twins, right? Yeah. Or maybe it was Russell's first kid. No, I don't remember. I thought it was but, about uh, the twins. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, Talking Stick Resort Arena, which is very difficult to say for some reason. But um, yeah, so, so with our seats, name. someone called us the day of and said, hey, you know, we see you're going to a Suns game for the first time, you know, and they talked to us for a while about, you know, uh, why we were traveling there and all that kind of stuff. And then the guy said, I just want to let you guys know what comes with your tickets because sometimes people are uh, confused by that. So there was a lounge outside our arena where uh, they had free food the whole game. Oh, they had free beer, free wine the whole game. They brought out cookies and popcorn at halftime. So you had access to that the whole game. Everything was really, really delicious. Made up now. It was it was really nice. It really no. was. That's the first arena that that has happened, and I you better believe we took full advantage. I know. You, I know like, why. Like now. Devin Booker had to come make a handshake with you, right? That was part of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just got like a like a random hate handshake generator that he just like exactly. shakes around and looks at it. And is like, all right, we're gonna do this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know why they have all of those amenities is because the Suns have been so bad for so long that they need that is exactly they need to draw right. people yes. to the game so that they can continue to make money. And wow. if, exactly if the talent right. is talking but I, will, but I will say this. I will say this. You know, I always like to kind of get a gauge on how the fan base is when I go to different uh, arenas, you know. Um, for example, San Antonio's fan base, just vicious. I mean, we got so many dirty looks wearing our Thunder shirts there. They were very, very serious about their team, and for good reason. And one of the, the year that we saw the Spurs play is one of the years they went to the finals, I think, against the Heat. Um, so, so, yeah, Houston Rockets fans, terrible. They're awful. Most of them don't understand how basketball works, I'm pretty sure. Um, now the Suns fans were very, very good. They were very supportive of their team. I mean, you guys heard it on the, on the TV. They were hating on Chris Paul the whole game. And I, I'm, I was there for it. I loved it. You know, I guess that's what being a fan base is all about. I mean, there was lots think, of, uh, you gotta think that it takes a lot of energy to, you know, well, it's so hot there. <laughs> also yeah. You're right. Also be mad You're at right. basketball. I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. just me. Of course, there was lots of uh, Devin Booker got snubbed energy in the building, as, as he there did. should be, you know. Because he, he did. <laughs> well, we, we can talk about that later if you want. But, I um, do. <laughs> but uh, there was lots of that. But I thought the Suns fans were great. I, I really did. I mean, we never got any dirty looks. I mean, they were, they were happy that we were, we were there supporting the Thunder, and they supported the Suns really well. And it was pretty full, I thought. I know it's a Friday night game, um, so more people come out for those typically. And the Suns aren't as bad as they have been in previous seasons. I mean, this is probably the best Suns team that's been in Phoenix since Steve Nash, maybe? That's a long time. But yeah. That might be true. Yeah. Yeah. The Na- Nash, sure. Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the Matrix, Sean so, Marion was on that team, too. Man. That's right. That's right. I thought, I thought we could play a fun game. Uh, okay, so I always like to watch the jerseys, you know, that I see of you know, Suns players and then OKC players, uh, people that are there. I saw five Oklahoma City jerseys. And I, I want to see if you guys can guess which ones 
I saw. Only one of the jerseys was someone that actually plays for the Thunder right now. Which ones do you think I saw? Okay, so does this exclude Seattle? Yes. Okay. Because you'd mentioned you'd mentioned the one, the Ray Allen yeah. Seattle jersey. I, I saw Ray Allen Seattle jersey. I also saw Kevin Durant Seattle jersey. And the two people were not together. Uh, maybe they were destined to be together that night. I don't know. I didn't follow up on that. Hmm. I mean, very niche jersey. Okay, one of the more one. niche jerseys I've seen. Ray Allen, uh, Seattle Supersonics. By the way, go go ahead, Victor. Uh, Desmond Mason. <laughs> no, dang it. Uh, I I mean, <laughs> I have to assume that at least one of them was a Westbrook jersey. I saw probably about seven or eight. Yeah. Westbrook. Okay. Jerseys. I, I yeah. that yeah that feels like it had to be true. Um, yep. What about Collison? I saw a Nick Collison jersey. That yes. makes me so happy. Yep. <laughs> I saw one Nick Collison jersey. Yep. Someone out there is doing the right thing. Um, <laughs> There's hope for humanity. So you sent us a picture of the Durant uh, Warriors jersey. Were there Durant Thunder jerseys? Or no, that was, a, uh, that was a Sonics jersey. Yeah, a Sonic I, jersey. I didn't see a Durant Warriors jersey. Well, that was a Sonics jersey? Yeah, that was a Sonics jersey. you sent yeah. the picture? Yeah. Yeah. The black one? Yeah, it was like black with a green lettering or whatever. It was definitely Sonics. Are you... I, uh, <laughs> I have to look at this right now because I, I swear on my life that is not the picture you sent. Yeah, you can go look at it if you want. <laughs> Man, the color on the this picture, that that green, like I clearly see it now. But that is yeah. not that immediately. I immediately thought that that was the black alternate Warriors jersey. Immediately, yeah, it's because the oh, guy's really? undershirt. The it's guy's got... undershirt is black. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Westbrook. You got Collison. Uh. Hmm. Did Are you there see any more a... Sonics jerseys? Uh, not besides Ray Allen and Kevin Durant. Nope. Okay. Just okay. That that narrows it down a little bit for me. Okay, I, I can I do I have a lifeline? Do I have a question? Can I ask a question? You can ask a question. Okay, yeah, I'll allow it. Uh, on a scale of like a spectrum zero to ten, where are the uh, general rarity of the remaining three? Um, like ten being the most rare. You no, know, ten being like what you would expect, like most common. Oh, okay. I would say one of them is, I would say two of them are nines, and one of them, I would say, is like a four. Okay. Serge Ibaka? Nope. No Serge. Wow. Well, that's a nine. I mean, that's... Kendrick Perkins? Straight up a nine. No Perkins, uh, but I would have gone up to give him a handshake if I saw someone that was wearing a Kendrick uh, Perkins. Steven jersey. Adams? Adams was the one player that uh, that was is school. currently on the Thunder. Okay. Yeah. It, and I saw uh, several, not as many as Westbrook, but probably three or four. Nice. And I wanna... there was a couple that had better seats than us, and the guy was wearing Adams, the girl was wearing Collison. I thought that was pretty special. Okay. Oh. They're meant to be together. I, okay, was there a Harden jersey? No Harden. Thank goodness. Um, I, so I'm clearly really there was a Reggie this... Jackson jersey. <laughs> no Reggie Jackson <laughs> this, jersey. This sub-five <laughs> rarity is the one that I'm really... 
curious about Cephalosha. Cephalosha. Not Cephalosha. Dion Waiters. <laughs> nope. I would have given them a big old hug and a kiss on the forehead, too, if I saw someone wearing a Dion Waiters Thunder jersey. Cole Aldrich. <laughs> no. Daquan <laughs> hmm. Cook. And they're not current. They're not act currently. Okay. Are they actively playing in the NBA? Uh, yeah, both these guys are. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, Ish Smith. <laughs> oh, no. Nope. <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> Lamb. Nope. Not Lambo. Uh, Oladipo. Okay. I saw someone wearing a Thunder Oladipo jersey. Isn't that crazy? That's nice. That's, I respect that. Yeah. To me, that's a, that's a four on the list because he only yeah. played in Oklahoma City one year. That's true. You know? That's pretty sweet. And he wasn't even all-star caliber when he played for No, nope. that's true. That was really nice. That's pretty yeah. sweet. Well, the other one's pretty obvious if you think about it. Uh, Paul George? Yeah, Paul George. There you go. Who is that I was going to say Kyle Singler. Like, I was going to say Kyle Singler. <laughs> who is that person? Like, what are they doing? What What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that, this was kind of cool. They got it as a gift you know, the, is what happened. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I only got the one. I mean, I, it's not my fault. <laughs> so the Thunder, like, I don't know if you guys feel it on social media and, and even when you go to games or whatever, there are some like old school NBA guys that clearly don't like that the Thunder is in Oklahoma City, even though they need to get over it because it's the 12th season they've been in Oklahoma City and uh, they're not going to go back to Seattle. It's working in Oklahoma City. It's It's not like it's a failure or whatever. So I thought this was kind of cool from that perspective in that I saw all these, all this thunder representation from players from past teams. It's like people aren't fans of the thunder. Now people are fans of, of the thunder just in general, you know, like they're celebrating who was on the team five seasons ago, you know? So I, I thought that aspect of it was pretty interesting. was really cool. About, yeah. Yeah. Not, that was fun to say. And obviously, you know, you love to see some Westbrook love. Oh, you know, yeah. Westbrook. Yeah. Not- so much yeah, people wearing Westbrook jerseys to a game that he's not playing in, I you know, I think is, for a is team pretty special. He's not even playing for like Yeah. You know, yeah. that that's an interesting conversation. What like how how often how many players are out there that you will probably see at least one of in any given arena on any given night, you know, regardless of who they played for mm-hmm. or if they're playing at any more or if they played for either of the teams ever that you're there for, you know? Like someone yeah. somewhere Particularly now, of course, is is going to be wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey. Some in every oh, yeah. arena from now on, it's go, it's just going to be there. It's yeah. it's been there yeah. before, but yeah. it's definitely going to be there now. But like Michael Jordan, I mean, some of these things aren't even like they've kind of transcended the actual representation of the player. It's more of like it is its own uh, status, basically. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I'm yeah, sure there are I, a lot I, of people I, I agree. That, that wear Jordans that really don't care anything about basketball. <laughs> yeah. I uh I think that I now just want to get my hands on a uh Charlotte Bobcats uh Kemba Walker jersey. <laughs> Man, you're <talking laughs> That's way a niche back. jersey. Pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty niche. Yeah. I think people are gonna be wearing Russell Westbrook jerseys to Thunder Games forever. I, I think yeah. that's a thing that's going to happen, you know, which I think is pretty special because it just adds to the the specialness of the team and the franchise and, you know, all those years, which is pretty cool. And there were lots of Kobe jerseys there. Um, and this was the first Suns game since uh, 
since uh, Kobe Bryant passed away. Uh, so, of course, they did a tribute before the game. Um, and that, that was really, really special. They did a great job. And, of course, the whole crowd chanting Kobe after it and stuff. 24 seconds of uh, a silence, and they ran the shot clock for it. So uh, that was pretty cool. I mean, it was cool. You see these on TV, and you see all these clips, but it was pretty cool being in the arena for it, I will say. Yeah, yeah. I imagine. Yep. And it was a great game, and the Thunder won. It was so cool because, you know, you could feel the Suns fans getting hyped, you know, at the end of the fourth quarter, you know, when they were uh, when they had a pretty good lead and they were making some shots. And Devin Booker was bad down the stretch. I think he missed his last four or five shots, but Kelly Oubre hit that big shot. Um but it was pretty cool. Like Julie and I were just like, ah, are they, have they not watched the Thunder team? Do they not know that <laughs> this is kind of the Thunder's specialty this season is, is coming back on teams like late in the fourth. And I yeah. knew it was going to happen, especially because Chris Paul played so bad in the first half. I mean, he had three points at, the, at halftime. Um, so I knew like, okay, he's, he's going to figure it out in the second half. It's going to happen because that's just what he does. Um, so that was, that was <laughs> pretty funny. cool too. It's funny you said Kelly Oubre had that good shot. I thought you were going to say Kelly Oubre had that good turnover when Chris Paul stole the ball from him. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was Booker. I thought he stole it from Booker. He stole it from Kelly Oubre. Mm. I didn't. I actually didn't get to watch the guy. I watched the last two minutes in a video, but I turned the game on with nine seconds remaining. And yeah, I was like, oh, sweet. This is awesome. (laughs) It was a good game. This is good. I mean, the Thunder won and they shot really poorly, like almost the whole game. So it was was really when you win them, you know, you got a good team. So, yep. And Steven Adams played pretty bad, too. But Nerland's played great off the bench, which uh, I mean, I feel like there hasn't been a game where Nerland's and Steven have both played poorly. You know, if one plays poorly, the other one usually plays pretty good. So that's another bonus for this team. But yeah, it was great. It's a great night. Um, that's so fun to do to go see your team playing in another arena. And let me say this too, you know, Saturday, all we did all day was just, uh, you know, walk around, enjoy some of the food, enjoy some of the drinks. We took our dogs and walked around downtown and Phoenix is lovely, especially in January because it was 70 degrees and sunny. You know, Ooh. I'm sure it's not very fun in June, July, but it was great. And I would never think to travel to Phoenix for fun like that. But <laughs> Oklahoma City's that way too. I feel like people wouldn't go to Oklahoma City really that have no reason to go yeah, there. I agree. But yeah. If they actually went there and like spent some time in Midtown, spent some time in Bricktown and and uh and like explored some of the food and the culture. Yeah. I mean OKC's a great no, city, you know. You don't want to I send them in April. Really because then they'll be afraid of tornadoes and they'll never come back. No, no, no. April's good because the bombing memorial. Um, oh, also, there's a scenario where we make the playoffs and our first game is that day. Is not night. Yeah, I read that. Uh, oh, really? I don't remember which wow. one of the guys, which one of the Thunder guys tweeted it out, but that's definitely... That, I mean, it seems like it's a reality at this point. I don't... I mean, unless something catastrophic happens between... Well, no. I mean, there'd be sometimes we just don't play on that day. Like we that's true. That, that is day. true. I mean, either way, it'll be that day or like the day before. I, I do think that there's, I mean, it's definitely going to have to be, I mean, the, the, the one thing to take into consideration is that we've not yet gotten to the point where we're sure that's going to be home court and it's likely it's not going to be home court. So yeah, it's not like we'll be true. in Oklahoma city, but it would be cool if the team would at least wear the, wear those jerseys. I don't know if they're yeah. allowed, like, are they allowed to wear the city cool. jerseys outside of the city? I don't know if there's a rule for that or not. They better. Um, I think it'd be really cool though. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. Well, do you guys want to talk about Kobe? 
Um. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Uh, we gotta. <laughs> yeah. I. I said earlier that I, I hadn't really spoken all week, and that's not true, of course. But I have not said any words out loud about Kobe. Um. Since the last time I was sitting in this position, we were recording and talking about basketball. And I've uh, been kind of trying to avoid it because, I don't know, I, it's one of those things where I know that I, I tend to deal with tragedy uh, in a less than durable fashion, at least when compared to a lot of other people. So I knew that um, this is a situation that was going to hit me particularly hard. And it did, of course. Um, it hit a lot of people hard. Um, but... And, you know, Jeremy, you said it, that, like, there's really nothing that the three of us can say uh, that has not been said ad nauseum for the last week and will continue to be said, and as it should. um, But I just think that that's, uh, you know, his reach um, was extremely, um, I guess, prolific. It's not really the best way to put it, but like, I think that that is the thing that is in some ways comforted me the most is knowing that like there are seriously billions of people, um, that have had to go through a similar set of feelings, uh, as me and all of these other people that are basketball fans. And these are people that are not even necessarily basketball fans, not even sports fans, but to be a person that has had as wide of a reach as Kobe Bryant is kind of um, one of the rarest things I think that any human has ever experienced. I mean, to be known by literal billions of people by, by one name, not even, not even your whole name is necessary. You say one word and there are billions of people that know what that references. And it references you, and it's because of what you've accomplished. Um, that is truly remarkable, um, and that's really the thing that's been kind of just hitting me really hard most this week. Yeah, um, it, it affected me very, very much. I mean, just like it affected you guys, and you know, all the billions of people you refer to, Eddie. You know, in the age of social media, we're we're alerted anytime anyone halfway famous passes away. And there has been a handful of them that have really, really affected me big time. It's just because you celebrate their work so much and you admire them. And they've been, in a way, they've been a part of your life because you've experienced all these things that they've done. And that's that have had a pretty profound effect on you. I mean, you know, when Philip Seymour Hoffman passed away, I... That was really tough for me to deal with. Um, Heath Ledger, when he passed away, I was teaching lessons at UConn High School that day. And I just remember I just couldn't focus on teaching after I I read. uh, I don't remember how I found out. Someone texted me or something. Um, But yeah, when I I got the news of Kobe, I was just like you guys. I was just in a funk. I I was having a really tough time processing how to feel. and, And I was just very, very sad and very... I I still I still have trouble putting it into words honestly um but I will say this I feel like 
this tragedy has has brought a lot of people together, um, particularly on social media. I mean, fans of the NBA, but also just fans of sports. And, you know, Kobe was one of the most popular athletes in the world for two decades, which is pretty astounding. And there's only a handful of people like that on on Earth. And when they go in such a tragic fashion everyone kind of feels it together and it kind of brings people together. Um, and, you know, we saw our man Kendrick Perkins send an apology tweet to Kevin Durant. I thought that was kind of cool because of it. I mean, he recognized that, hey, you know, like that that stupid little beef we had, it's not important, you know, like because you don't know how long you have on this earth and you don't know, you know, when the last time you talk to someone will be, you know, so treat people with respect and and just honor what people represent and, and all that. So I thought that aspect of it was was really pretty cool, even though it is still very, very difficult to deal with, obviously. I think that uh, for me, it was just so interesting because I don't think that I had had someone pass away that meant so much to me yet. So... Yeah. Yeah, so man, <laughs> I'm very happy for all our listeners that did not have to listen to the end of our episode last week because Eddie found that tweet and then I was just like, okay, guys, I have to call my dad. And then that was like one of the hardest things I've ever talked to my dad about <laughs> is to be like, hey, yeah, yeah. this happened. And he was so, it ruined his day, clearly, as it did many people's days. But he and I talked for like an hour and a half after that. And then I called my brother and he and I talked for like an hour after that. We were just like, this is absolutely wild. And then I went and taught a private lesson. <laughs> and then I came I don't back know how and you, it was just like, that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, uh, this, <laughs> this really sucks because he was about to have all the things because he was just starting what you get after getting to be Kobe Bryant, you know, he was, he was just now starting the fun part where he did all, he did the 20 years of work and then everyone knows that he's him. Um, so that's mostly what got to me is I was, I felt awful for that. And then Eddie had uh, described it pretty well about how awful it kind of feels to know that we all billions of us that love Kobe Bryant got, uh, 20 years of memories of a guy that his youngest daughter is going to have zero of. So that, yeah, those are the things that hurt me the most about that. Um, but you know, what do you, what are you going to do besides yeah. take what you learned from the person that affected you so much and try to make it more a part of your daily. So and that that part is so hard. That's the choice I've made. Yeah, yeah. That part is yeah. so hard because I'll tell you what I did kill it in the gym the next day. There were <laughs> there were reps that I would not have finished had that not happened. Where I was like, nope, I, there's no, there's no punking out this morning. I think, um, I and yeah, just I think that it's important to even even take, um take it down to like even a micro level and like no one's going to go out there and now just be Kobe Bryant. And I don't think that that's a reasonable thing for anyone to expect, but 
in all of the the tiny little decisions and things that that everyone has to go through on a daily basis i think that you know trying to remember in that situation like mm, how how best to approach this um you know in in the same way that kobe might have or that he would he would tell you to you know if he even if he never had to um do that experience himself but yeah it's been really hard. I, I, I got to say, though, I am, and I tweeted this out a few days ago, I am so, so grateful to be, like, a part of this NBA community because what you've seen since this happened is just tremendous. The 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 connectedness and togetherness and, like, outpouring of emotion across the board from everyone every single person that is involved with the nba whether it's a fan a coach a player a gm anyone any in in basketball really was affected by this and i think that it's really given everyone the opportunity to show the best part of both themselves and um kobe you know and uh I think that's really special. I don't I don't know of another sports league or really even at least I'm not a part of any other kind of community that is like that. Um and it just it feels very special. It really sucks that it takes something like this to kind of uh bring that out and to show it. Um but, you know, it it's it's there now and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll get to you know, witness lots of Kobe tributes and Kobe celebrations. I mean, forever, really. Um, being fans of the NBA and being fans of the game in general, uh, which I think is pretty cool. You know, that's that's one of the positives that that came out of this situation. Um, uh, is it just brought people together, and we'll just celebrate him at an even higher level than we would have before. You know, which is which is special, I think. I will say too at the Phoenix Suns game they they not only talked about Kobe they talked about Gigi and they talked about the other people that were uh, on the helicopter and they they mentioned all their names and they they showed all their all their names on the jumbotron which uh, I thought was great too. Yeah, the, there is a, a a little boy and a little girl out there that lost their parents and their sister and that that is just unacceptable to me i mean um it's crazy i have to accept it and we all do but like that's you know it's tough yeah um yeah i mean the only thing we we can do is just uh you know just like love each other and and just respect each other and just celebrate each other and lift each other up instead of putting each other down i mean when there when a tragedy like this happens that's I think that's what you have to take away from it, you know? I'm still going to live by my code, though. Of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all that's true, uh, Kobe. I promise. All that's true, but um, it, doesn't, it doesn't include uh, three people. I'm sorry. Patrick Beverly never gets any love from me. Uh, Reggie Jackson never gets any love from me. 
And Damian Lillard will never get any love from me. Everyone else, though, <laughs> you get all the love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Woo! Well, should we move on to the uh, to the next topic? You think? Yeah, Victor, are you there? Nope. I'm he just there. texted I, us. Yeah, I'm yeah. here. I just gotta. I'm having a bad connection. I'll be right back. Cool. Yeah, we can. Uh, let's uh, let's see what's next on the docket. We've got well, the trade deadline coming up. Trade deadline on Thursday. This, uh, Thursday. Yeah. Um, That's so which close. Is, it seems like forever. It's, it's away, crazy but it's that not. it's 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 already here. Like. I mean, it seems like it was so far away at the beginning of the season, but it's it's already here, which is nuts. And we haven't seen too many trades in the league so far, really. But I mean, obviously, it'll it'll ramp up as uh, as the week goes on. And trade deadline day is always one of my favorite days. <laughs> it's it's always so fun to keep track of everything that's happening, and there's always some big surprises. And uh, you know, there's always all, all the speculation of like, oh, this team did this because, you know, they're really pushing uh, to be better in the playoffs or this team did this for the future. And, you know, it's just fun to kind of track it that way. But um, and I know you have a, a stat you want to present to us, Eddie, but uh, what's your feelings on uh, what Sam Petrie's going to do? Does he do something that's minimal? Does he do something that's huge? Does he do nothing? Uh, how do you gauge that right now? Well, we we did briefly talk about this a little bit last week and. I believe that I had said that I, I kind of I didn't think that something was going to happen, but I have to say uh, it feels a little different now, um, particularly because of, of what one of the Daily Thunder writers um, mentioned that I, you may have even seen seen it happen, Jeremy. But when James Jones, the Suns GM, went up to Sam Presti and they were having a little conversation before the game, he invited him back to this private area in the tunnel so that they could have a, a discussion. And uh, that really kind of hit some alarm bells for me because it seems like now I, f- I feel like it's kind of inevitable that some, some kind of trade is going to happen. And the daily thunder wrote up a whole article about the, that particular situation. And there, it seems like there were, there are lots of avenues to a trade with Phoenix. Um, I don't know. It makes me very, I'm very anxious about it because obviously, like you said, it's very, uh, like trade deadline day is, is hectic. And this next, these next few days are all going to be hectic because things are going to be happening all the time. But you know, yeah. we've gotten, I've gotten close to this thunder team. <laughs> like I, yeah, I am, yeah. I am all aboard and I want to see what these guys can do. I, I don't think anything is out of the realm of possibility with this team. And I, w- I want them to have a chance to just show and see what happens. But, I'm with you know, you. if Sam thinks that the best move f- moving forward is to, uh, to get rid of someone or bring on someone else or what have you, I guess, you know, you, you got to trust. You got to in Presti, we trust. Uh, it's been the motto for so many years now, I guess. I'm personally We're, of the belief that it'll probably still just be something small. Like moving a Deontay Burton or I don't know. I just, I think maybe a young guy, one of the young guys like Hami or Deontay or um, Darius 
it'll be one of them in a draft pick that leaves, which would still affect us. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't think that it will be what we were originally thinking at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I, it's, uh, it's hard to say because I, you know, the, a different type of asset is valuable to a different level of team, you know? Yeah. And with someone like Phoenix, I don't think that they're necessarily looking for a younger piece. You know, they, they're, they're looking to, for their goal at this point is not to win a championship. Their goal is to make sure that Devin Booker does not leave. And so they have to try to start being competitive right now. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. they need to get a point guard. And Dennis Schroeder is the obvious choice for them to go after. Maybe not a long-term solution, but give them at least, a competitive team right now for the rest of the season and to show Devin Booker that like, look, we're going to try to do something to put, put some people around you so that you're never snubbed from the all-star team again, because your team sucks. Um, but then you got other teams like maybe, I don't know, like a, another, like a team that is, that is currently in contention. They don't necessarily need a big name, you know, but they also don't necessarily want, um, you know, a, a younger player because they're, they're in win now mode. Why would they want to take on um, someone that, that is, that's going to be good in two or three years. That's not good right now. So I don't know. It's hard. It's hard because the, the names that have been thrown out um, are, t- are guys. I don't really want to go particularly Steven Adams. You know, mm-hmm. I really don't want yeah. Steven Adams to go. Uh, Woj uh, put out an article today talking about how Houston is trying to move Clint Capella. Yeah, I saw and that. my only thought is that, like, well, okay, if they move Clint Capella, what are they going to, what are they going to do? Because <laughs> they're not going to have a, a center anymore. And then I was like, well, what if, what if, what if Russ is over there saying, like, hey, go get me Stephen, go get me Stephen, <laughs> and we'll win. You go get me and James Stephen, and we're going to win. And if they're trying to move Capella, you know, maybe they organize some sort of three-team trade and we end up with, like, Eric Gordon. And I don't want that. We don't need him. I don't want P.J. Tucker. Like, I don't want any of those guys. Uh, they're, not, they're not useful to us right now. And Steven is useful to us now, previous, and in the future. So, yeah. I think we already got a better version of PJ Tucker and Lou Dort. Honestly, uh, he's, he's PJ Tucker well, only he's better because he's way younger and has way more upside. Yep. You guys were, uh, <laughs> you were making me think of whenever Kyrie was talking about like pretty much only keeping five people on their team and moving everybody else. <laughs> and then I thought about how Kyrie's not going to play basketball for a while again. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not he, happy about, but man, has he done something yeah. wrong? Maybe if he believed the earth was round or, <laughs> we should that's see. the whole thing he, he doesn't understand what goes around comes around because he doesn't believe it Ooh, <laughs> the, is he is little b cursed him is he on little b's list the base guy oh man i don't know <laughs> someone needs to keep a track keep a database of that like how how many of those are currently active and how many of them are currently effective <laughs> which little ones b, were broken? Is, is he still a thing right now I don't even know. Is he alive? I don't know. <laughs> Let me check his Twitter. What even is <laughs> he? What does he? He's a person. What is he like? 
I've never even known who that person is. I just know that someone with a weird name decided to cur- put a curse on the thunder. Um, <laughs> is he I a mean, musician? It seems like a musician even, name. He's not even going by the bass god anymore. So, oh yeah, he is. Here he is. Sorry. Uh, his Twitter says mogul comma first rapper ever to write and publish a book at 19 comma film score comma composer comma producer and then it switches to slashes director slash photo slash branding slash marketing slash historical online figure (laughs) (laughs) you can't brand yourself a historical online Jeremy did you hear he he is a uh, branding that's his one of his things he does oh gosh I just want to say, if you do all of those things, if you have all of those things in your bio, it means that you you have not been successful enough to hire people to do them for you. Yes, this is true. Oh, man. Uh, I hope he doesn't listen to our pod before we get cursed. Oh, don't. Yeah. Um, I will. Let me say this about... um, the trade deadline concerning Sam Presti and the Thunder. I I'm of the belief that, I mean, we've talked about it before. I, I want this team to play it out. I really do. Just, I, I feel the same way you do, Eddie, and I'm sure you feel the same way, Victor. Like yeah. I want to see this Thunder team, like this version of Chris Paul, Gallinari, Schroeder, um, all the young guys, Stephen Adams, healthy, hopefully, Nerlens Noel. I want to see these guys in a playoff run. I really do. And the way they're playing right now, I, I would give them a chance to beat anybody in a seven-game series. A chance. I'd give them a chance to beat the Clippers or the Lakers in a seven-game series. I don't think that they would, but I, I would give them a chance, and I think it would be a heck of a ride. Um, that being said, you know, I trust Presty and what he wants to do. And, and I, did, I didn't see him go back with the Phoenix GM live, but I saw a video of it later. I, that doesn't really worry me that much. He, he does that with every GM, I think. I mean... Because I'm sure it, pretty much every GM out there, outside of a couple teams, is interested in Dennis Schroeder or Gallinari or Steven Adams or Hamadou Diallo or one of those one of the young guys that has just kind of flourished in the league um, so far. So I know he's talking to everybody, but I know that whatever he does, it's going to be something that, A, he will probably get the better of whatever GM you know, because he has so many pieces to play with right now and be something that will be for the betterment of the team in future seasons. And I'm okay with that. You know, I mean, if he has to trade Dennis Schroeder, we're probably going to get a lot back and it's probably going to benefit the team more next season or the next season or the next season, That's true. Yeah. you know, but, um, Hey Eddie, uh, that being said, I'm oh, oh, sorry. Ahead, go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead, Jeremy. Well, I was just going to say that being said right now, I kind of feel like he's not going to do anything. Yeah. And if he does do something, I kind of feel like you, Victor, he'll do, he'll trade like a Deontay Burton or he'll trade. Um, I don't want him to trade Baisley. I, I think Baisley's great and we need to see out his future with this team, but it might be like a Darius Baisley or something. But, but uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I kind of feel like he's not going to do anything, but uh, if he does, I know that he knows what he's doing. What were you going to ask, Victor? I was going to say, go ahead. And, do you want to share the, uh, News right now at nine thirteen p.m. on the second of February, of what we've just learned. Oh, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. 
Oh, wow. So, 31-20. I just pulled it up. Congratulations, I guess. Uh, not that football That's matters a whole lot to me, but as we discussed phenomenal. before we started recording, it's the only football game I've ever seen live. So go Chiefs. They're my de facto team if I had to choose one at this point. Um, That's pretty yeah, cool. I got, man, I got equally important news. Lil B the Bass God has just followed me on Twitter. Oh, um, wow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but wouldn't that be insane? Don't ever go outside <laughs> like, again. <laughs> wouldn't that have been crazy? I would, I would uh, immediately think that he's got an in with Apple or Google or something, and he's just listening all the time to all of us. <laughs> I would think that little B was listening to everybody all the time. That's what I'm. That's what, waits, what I was saying. Is he waits till he waits till someone says his name and then he appears. He's like he is like Siri. He just uh, or he just, he's got a he's got a a, a service. <laughs> um, that's great. I'm real. I'm real happy about that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Ryan Robinson, I'm sure, is jumping around wherever he's at right now. So that makes yeah, I was going to really shoot happy. him a text. Shouts out to Ryan. Yeah, shout out to Ryan Rob. <laughs> And all of the all of the Thunder people are now mentioning the fact that uh, there is a Sooner that had now has yes, a Super right. Bowl ring, Damian oh, yeah. Damian Williams. This tweet kind of hurts um, from Brandon Raybar of uh, I think he's with Daily Thunder. Damian Williams yeah, has is. more Super Bowl wins than Adrian Peterson, Billy Sims, Steve oh, Owens, and Demarco Murray combined. Mean, it's rough, man. That was aggressive. That was too. I have, I have two <laughs> NFL jerseys. From my time being a fan of the NFL, a Tom Brady jersey and an Adrian Viking Peterson jersey, Vikings right? jersey. Yeah. yeah. Sad mm. that he never made it there. Oh well. Congrats to the Chiefs. Congrats um, to the Kansas City Chiefs. They're partying in Kansas City. That's pretty awesome, man. That's a that's a twenty one point comeback. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I gotta or, watch the or, highlights. Well, it's a ten that. point comeback, a twenty one point turnaround, which is you know, we, we know something about that. Uh yeah. Oh, we definitely <laughs> we've had do. a few of those that's, this season. It's a little different in the NFL, but yeah, good for Patrick the homie. That's right, the the Mahomie Holmes. He got it. He got it done. So, back to basketball and the trade deadline. I, mm-hmm. I in but when listening to both of you, it's it's interesting to me that neither of you referenced a particular player for the Thunder that I think could be valuable in a trade. Um, and it's probably because Chris, this player hasn't played Chris for, a Paul? Little, for a little bit. Well, T-Ferg. Oh, oh, oh. Obviously. Uh, Robertson, probably. Uh, well, Robertson, yes, but no. T-Ferg, T-Ferg. is who I'm, who I'm referencing. Um, because we have Dort now, and I think that at least amongst a lot of fans, <laughs> we have kind of already assumed that he is probably our new starter in that position whether you want to call that the forward or a, a, the second guard position, depending on how you view his high difference between he and Shea, whatever. Yeah. That spot. He can I, guard any position. He can, he can guard, guard any, two he guard. Can guard any he, position. He can guard a five. Yeah. Um, and he has just as much energy and he is shooting better than Ferg was at least at certain points. But I was looking into a little bit of, some of these guys, these these fringe guys on our team, which is pretty much everyone you listed, but including Ferguson, you know, Ferguson, Diallo, um, Nader, uh, Lou Dort, and Basley to to an extent, but not really. Because I yeah. think Basley is more of a I think I think he is one of our foundational pieces. Like I think that we've planned on him being a foundational piece. Lou Dort, I think, is a surprise. 
Um, but I think he should now be in the in that same category. He's foundational. Oh, he, oh definitely. he definitely forward. should. But yeah. this... Go ahead, and then I have something else I want to add. Well, uh, unfortunately, this is going to be a, a little sting because in looking up some stuff Stat about time. Terrence Ferguson, I discovered um, a, a pretty pretty troubling stat. Um, so, according to Basketball Reference, to qualify for like franchise statistics, you have to play a certain number of games or minutes or whatever. It's a different for a whole bunch of different statistics. And for franchise numbers, it's almost universally you have to play 100 games with the team, right? So I pulled up the list of all the players that qualify for that for the Thunder. And there have been, uh, I want to say, I think it was like 31, 31 players. Let me see. I had it pulled up to minutes. Uh, 29, excuse me, 29 total players in Thunder history, since in Thunder history, not including Sonics, that will qualify for franchise numbers. Of those 29 players, Terrence Ferguson ranks last in player efficiency rating. Cool. This is a this is underneath players with such mm, uh, no, don't say such players. high I, I, regard I get it. as. Kyle Singler, uh, Kendrick Perkins, Perry Jones, no. uh, Daquan Cook, oh. Eric Maynard, Nenad Kristich. Okay. Okay. Jeremy Lamb. <laughs> yeah. He is he is dead last in PR Mr. In, in, okay. in Thunder history. <laughs> Which this is bad enough, right? Except there's a problem because not only is he dead last in player efficiency rating in Thunder history, I'm not even joking. Of all players that have played as many minutes in NBA history as Terrence Ferguson, he has no. the lowest player oh, efficiency no. rating of all <laughs> no. time. I am not exaggerating. His uh, PER career is 6.2. League average is supposed to be 15. There is not one player ever that has played 3,629 minutes that has a lower PR than Terrence Ferguson. <laughs> Which, to be fair, <laughs> PR is not the end-all be-all of, of what a player can do. Like, when you watch T-Ferg play, it's clear that he's got some skills and that when he is on his game, he is a valuable player on the court. He is extremely athletic. He can jump probably higher than anyone else on our team which is crazy because we have the reigning dunk champion. Um, his three-point shot is really very pretty. It looks very good, but it has not translated to on the court. Uh, by most measures, the Thunder are not good whenever he is on the court for them. And I am I'm kind of astounded by discovering this number with the PER. A lot of his other advanced numbers don't look quite as bad as that, but everything is very middling at best. Even the things that he is supposed to be great at, like defense, he's right in the middle. I mean, he's above, uh, you know, some of our really wor worthless players that we've ever had, like Kyle Singler when it comes to defense. But, you know, he's also below players that you wouldn't necessarily think are good at defense that we've had in our history. And I was just looking through all of these numbers, and I can't really find any reason to believe that, 
we should even keep Terrence Ferguson at this point. I, I, I think that there was an argument to be made between he and Robertson, but the fact is now there are so many people, so many players on our team that are in the same class and fill the same role that he does that are doing it better. I just don't know that he has a spot on this team anymore. And I will, what I will say with that is that given what he's been going through this season, perhaps it would be better for him to move on and to get a fresh start in somewhere new. And I don't, yeah, honestly, else. I don't honestly think that Phoenix would be the worst spot for him because he would be back with Monty Williams. And I think that at least there's some rapport there and you're playing along another, uh, alongside another guy that's much younger than, you know, Chris Paul or Steven Adams or anything like that. So maybe it would be good for him, but. And that team could use some defense. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, when you, it's obvious when you watch, it's obvious he can play and he can defend. He has been the guy that's been able to stop and slow down some of the best players in the league, but yikes. I I where I was shocked. Where Yeah, <sighs> that is kind of shocking. Where is Andre Robertson on the list? I'm curious. For, yeah. uh, just for Thunder players. For Thunder 29. Uh yeah. Andre Robertson is uh ninth worst. So he's a nine point eight PR. So like he's still below Daquan Cook and Tabo and Raymond Felton and Anthony Morrow, but he's at least above Singler, Perkins, he's Harry Jones. Below Anthony Morrow. Patrick Patterson, Dion Waiters. Yeah, he's he's below Anthony Morrow. Anthony, I got to say, this is totally unrelated to this, but can you guys remember or fill me in why exactly we did not continue to keep Anthony Morrow? Seeing as he's like remember. one of the best three-point shooters we've ever had. I, do I think he, I think he legitimately was the worst one-on-one defender in the NBA. Like he was a huge liability on defense. I remember that being a big discussion when mm-hmm. he was on the team. Like I, I think Billy Donovan or mate, did it go back to Scott Brooks? I don't remember. I think it was Billy Donovan. I think it was like Kevin's last year. He played from 2015 um, to 2017. Okay. Yeah. So he was on some Brooks teams, but I remember he wouldn't get put in late in the fourth, even if he was having a, a hot shooting game because his defense was so bad. Yeah. He just had really ter- terrible instincts. So I think that might be part of the part of the issue. Yeah. To be fair, when you're looking at defensive box plus minus, he is second worst of all time in Thunder history. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, right ahead of right ahead of Daquan Cook, who is also funny enough, uh, only three point shooter. So anyway, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he, he Anthony Morrow was. He was above average on like win shares, win shares for 48, but clearly his defense was lacking. So I guess that makes sense why we got rid of him. But that always kind of puzzled me because, I mean, you go back and you look and like this dude has legitimately, he's a legit scorer whenever he was on, but um, I don't know. We just didn't, we, he left and I hadn't thought about it in a while. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to deliver that awful news about Ferg guys. That's kind of disappointing and depressing because it is i really is, yeah. i thought and you you have been talking about ferg since his rookie season you know he had that game against the lakers mm-hmm. where he had 24 points and made like four or five threes and we all thought that he was the next coming and honestly like it has been just all disappointments up to since then i've been waiting for him to impress me like he did that night and 
I don't think he's had a single game that has impressed me like that first game. He had a game or two last season where he hit like six or seven threes. Uh, I can't really remember exactly when it happened, but um, I will say this is what I was going to say earlier, and it will it will lead into my uh, opinion on Terrence Ferguson. I think out of all our first or second year players, so who's in that bunch? You got Baisley, you've got Dort, you've got Fer. Well, Ferguson's a third year player, but we'll throw him in there. You've got Nader, who I think is a third year player. Um, Diallo, uh, he's a second Baisley. year. Baisley's first. Yeah, Baisley. So there's like six players in there that are getting some some rotation minutes this season with the Thunder. I think out of all those guys, I'm most excited about Lou Dort, which I think really says something because Absolutely. he's the one undrafted yeah. guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. But but I'm, I mean, to me, it looks... It, it, I talked about this in, in uh, reference to Shea, too, a while back on one of her past pods. Like, Shea is a second-year player, and to me, he already looks like an NBA veteran. It looks like he has developed a game over several seasons... He knows how to score in many, many different ways. He knows how to get to the rim in many creative ways. He's a decent shooter. I feel like he's only going to get better. I feel like he's pretty long, so he can defend pretty well, and that's only going to get better. I kind of feel that way about Lou Dort, Lou Dort too. I mean, he he's a decent shooter already. I mean, he's he a big dude. Four threes in a game. Yeah. He's, his stature, like he can guard. There's some fives in the league that he could guard, I think. Um and obviously, his one-on-one de- de- defense is extremely impressive. He looks like he's beyond his years right now. You know, yeah. like it yeah. looks like he's developed his game. Like he he's had like a ton of experience, and he knows how to guard some of the best scorers in the league, which is really pretty exciting for me. You know, so that's why I'm so excited about him. Now, let me say this about Ferg: the guy is so young. Yeah. I mean, I'm not ready to give up on him Absolutely. because I, that's kind of a small sample size compared to like. Cephalosha and compared to Robertson and compared to, you know, even Daquan Cook, I think, played for the Thunder like four years or, or whatever. Well, you know, uh, for like I said, the so the search for that I did for just Thunder statistics, the minimum is 100 games. And uh, oh, okay. he's not the lowest on the list when it comes to games. Um, you know, Daquan Cook played exactly 100 games with us. Felton only played 115. Nerlens only played 118. Um, so he's like right in the middle of the list, actually, in terms of games played. The 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 stats for league history, he de- he technically doesn't qualify for those because to qualify for a career, you have to have played fifteen thousand minutes, and he's only played like thirty six hundred. So he doesn't technically qualify, but based on just minutes played of people that have played as many minutes as him, he is he. That's where he was the lowest uh, of all those players. Um, yeah, so, but you are exactly right. He's got so much. I mean, it's his third season. It's not yeah. over. It's not over for him for sure. Yeah, I and I, I'm sure Presty feels the same way. He, he's not ready to give up on him either. And who knows what he's going through personally right now? I mean, we can speculate based on what we know about him having some trouble with his baby mama earlier in the year or whatever. Um, who knows? I mean, but the guy is so young. I mean, he. To me, he has shown that he is capable of doing some good stuff. He's capable of hitting shots. He's capable of cutting to the rim. Um, he's very, very capable of of being a good one-on-one defender. So um, I, I would be, and he's on a cheap contract right now too, you know, so I, I would be a little disappointed if, if Presty traded him. That being said, if he trades him, I understand because Presty's smarter than I am. For the record, um, 
that game that he had 24 points and made six out of six threes is his highest game score ever. Mm, 21.2. His next highest was against Philly in January or in um, November of this year. He had 19 points mm-hmm. and he made five threes. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. he did make seven threes against the Spurs uh, January of last year. And let's see here. Yeah, it's pretty much all downhill from there, but. I mean, he's capable of hitting that many threes in a game. For for that reason, I think you got to hang on to him for yeah. a while, you know? Uh, yeah. I. The problem is with me is that, as I, I mentioned on a previous episode, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, he's also like the biggest fouler we have. Like he is a yeah. prolific fouler. He fouls all the time. And <laughs> that, is one, that is one thing that, <laughs> Lou Dort does not do. I mean, he does not foul as much as Terrence Ferguson. He may foul, uh, and it's that you're likely to be someone that fouls a lot if you're playing defense in the way these guys are. But for some reason, Ferguson just got caught more than anyone. And so mm-hmm. if, if he's a rhythm shooter, which I think that he is, and he can't stay on the court, I just feel like maybe he needs a retooling of some kind. And I don't know yeah. if it's a, a situation change or a role change or what, but as it stands right this second, of all the guys listed, he's probably the one that I would be most okay with sending away for his benefit and ours, frankly. Yeah. Another name we haven't talked about in terms of trading, because quite frankly, I forget he's on the team half the time, is uh, Andre Robertson. And we've talked about like maybe he's seen his last playing days uh, and all that. But did you guys see what he tweeted on Friday? I didn't. Andre Robertson tweeted two years, four days. So that's the, you know, the anniversary or whatever of, of him getting hurt. Hashtag Mamba mentality. Hashtag rest in peace. Gigi hashtag rest in peace. Kobe hashtag road to recovery. So he thinks he's coming back, which makes me think that he will be back at some point. You know, he's fighting through it. Um, and, uh, I kind of think it's not going to be in a Thunder jersey, but that's okay with me. So he's another person that Presty could send away to dump that salary if need be and uh, maybe get Andre Robertson a new start too. Let's send Gallinari and Robertson to Minnesota for Cat. Done. <laughs> and then we'll just uh, we'll let them jumpstart their rebuild and we'll just go ahead and take... Uh, take that man off their hands and and <laughs> go forward from there. Yeah. That sounds great. That tweet made that tweet made me feel good though seeing and he he also put a picture of him uh guarding Kobe too um on Twitter so I thought that was cool, you know? I mean, may, maybe that was a, a push that he needed. Maybe he's he's having a tough time with it and maybe this is a push that that he needs to to get his career going again, you know? It's mental as, as much as it is physical at this point for him, I, I bet. I'm certain. Um, yes, sir. Victor, um, what do you what do you think? Do you have any anything to add about trades? It seems like you've got your uh, your connection thing figured out. Um, Maybe not. I mean, it's kind of it's. I'm doing the best I can. It's the best I can. Um, uh, I. I don't know. I I don't know that much is going to happen. Still, I I still would be surprised. Um, but I could see T. Ferg going. I could see Andre going. 
I could see of the people that are high profile on our team right now, I honestly still just think that Gallo is the front runner of someone that could just be gone. Yeah. Um, I, I think the valuable. demand the <laughs> yeah. demand for Gallo is really, really high. And I would actually think he would definitely be going if I hadn't seen that Presti could still do a sign and trade for him this summer, which I yeah. think is uh it's pretty important too. because if he, I don't think Presty would risk losing him for nothing, you know? Exactly. Um, and that's honestly, that's why I don't think much will happen because the people that are interested in Dennis don't have a lot to give Sam back. Like New York is the Knicks are interested in him and Minnesota is interested in him. But like, uh, I don't think that Sam is very interested in the stuff that they are willing to give for Dennis. You don't want Marcus Morris guys. no, we already we already had one Morris twin. That's enough for the entire history of the Thunder. We don't need any more Morris Correct. people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do think we lucked out and we got the better one, but it's better. Is, like, he, is the he more, better? More I don't know. Um, yeah, more likable. <laughs> I yeah, he was pretty fine. much won't settle for anyone besides Devin Booker in any of the <laughs> trades. So. I mean, it is... I don't. It's not possible right now. I don't think there's any way the Suns do it, but I don't think that it's impossible in the next two or three seasons. I think I just if want, something happens, he I needs want, to play with good players. Yeah, I mean, he needs to play with snubs. someone else. I want him and Lou Dort, both All Star stubs, <laughs> to be. On I the thought same. you were going to say Devin Booker and Bradley Beal. I'm like, man. You figure out no. a way to get Devin Booker and Bradley Beal on this team. Let's do it. No, <laughs> I'm all aboard that, snubs. that train. Lou Dort, Devin Booker on the same team. <laughs> um, speaking of snubs, uh, what do you guys think? We we talked we've talked the last two weeks, um, including the imaginary week that didn't happen <laughs> about uh, all star picks and what do we think? I mean, obviously the snub of Devin Booker is kind of the biggest deal uh, across the league. And given That's his numbers, honestly my only beef. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, the, there was the, all those stats that went around that like Bradley Beal and Devin Booker are the first players to average 25 points and um, on such and such shooting efficiency to never, to not make an all-star team like in 40 years or something. Um, and Devin Booker is obviously like he's having in some ways he is having an, an historic season. I mean, his efficiency is kind of insane. Um, I, I kind of, I, I made the mistake of reading a bunch of comments on the internet. Uh, sentence can end there, but it'll extend this in this instance um, that, you know, Suns fans were talking crap all about Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. And how that they neither of them were deserving, and one of them should not have been on there for Devin Booker. And so I kind of looked up some numbers. I was trying to feel like, well, there's a reason that those guys are there. But frankly, and it hurts, it pains me to say this, but there really does not seem to be a whole lot of reason that Russell's on the team and Devin Booker is not. Um, I mean, I'm glad um, he's on. I'm glad he's on. He's my guy. But I feel like in we terms like to of always- numbers pretend that the record should matter less but i mean they just lost again tonight to milwaukee like they've got 29 losses <laughs> yeah i <laughs> mean but 
then, then people are making the arguments like, well, what about Trey Young? And he's got 10 wins and he's a starter. And it's like, okay, different. well, he was voted in. Yeah. However, exactly. but if he hadn't been voted in, it is, I would find it impossible to believe that he would not have get chosen. Yeah, not that's true. Chosen you're, by probably, the coaches. you're probably right. Yeah. So I, it's hard, man, because I do think wins should matter. You know, CP3 yeah. is a better basketball player than Devin Booker. Flat out, period, end of sentence. That is a fact. Does Devin Booker have a very bright future ahead of him and CP3 does not necessarily? Yeah, that's also very true. Um, is Devin Booker having a great season? He is. He's doing individual things, and CP3 has transcended the point of having to do individual things. CP3 is just about winning, and it shows when he doesn't need to score in the first half of games and he just makes sure that he puts his team in the position to win at the end. And that's why he deserves to be on that team. Um, yeah. I, like I said, with Russ, I also think Russ is a winning player. Um, the Houston has been, unfortunately, struggling based on the expectations this season. But also, not it's not necessarily, his fault. It's right. It's not necessarily his fault. Uh, and it, who's to say what they, what they, where they would be if he had not played well? Exactly. You know? But his efficiency numbers aren't as good. Um, in general, all of his numbers aren't as good. I mean, he's obviously he's a better uh, passer and rebounder, but you know, he his scoring has not been as good as or as efficient or as reliable as Booker's. So I get it. I understand it. Um, I can I can appreciate people being a little upset about that selection. But again, Houston is in the sixth seed. <laughs> They're going to make yeah. the playoffs. Phoenix are, is to- not going to make the playoffs. Uh, this is unrelated. Uh, tomorrow, Washington is playing Golden State, and I really need them to hand Golden State that 40th loss. Oh, man. Just so I could see that big old <laughs> 11 and 40 next to their name. <laughs> and, it, and, and just then have it to ha- have forever, whenever they're too good next year again. <laughs> <laughs> we always, right. We'll always remember that one season. <laughs> <laughs> frame it. Frame it and put it on our wall. Uh, so what else? What about what, what other all-star stuff? Jeremy, you've been quiet. Are you... Uh, <laughs> Well, did you your know, connection uh, die? Uh, no, I just Uh-oh. it seems like maybe he did because I do not hear him. We lost a any par. longer. Wait, do you not hear me? That's a shame. No, he longer. just took he just took the lead in our fantasy league too. He did just now. He everybody he is maliciously beating his wife every time that he goes against her. <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> someone true. needs to stop. He's him. got her number. <laughs> um, someone needs to stop him. He is now, I mean, he's now enemy number one. You know, I, I, I have to reignite my friendship with Julie and begin my hate ship of Jeremy. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not normally a person that always wants to claim their percentage, but I would like to reiterate that I, the turning point in this league was me stealing Damian Lillard yeah. from under Julie, I think. You, well, and you are reaping all sorts of benefits now. Yeah. I don't I have not looked, but I'm betting he has not been he's, below forty points this he's, week. He's been working everybody. It's yeah. been so it's nice. been in insane. I mean I hate Daniel. Can you guys hear me now? Yes, I can hear you can, now. Can you hear? Yeah. Could you really not hear me? I could yes, not hear anything you said at all ever. I've I have no idea why. I mean, because I could hear you guys just fine and nothing happened. Maybe you muted oh, well. yourself. On accident. Maybe I accidentally muted myself, yes. Okay, so all star stuff concerning, you know, Devin Booker. Yeah, he's probably got the numbers to get in. 
Um, but uh, I the thing that is keeping him out, obviously, is his team's record. You know, and I and I think that it shouldn't be about your team's record. Otherwise, the All Star team in the East would just be the Milwaukee Bucks team, and that's it. <laughs> um, but I I think you do have to factor it in because the things that Chris Paul has been doing in terms of willing his team to a win in the fourth quarter. Like there's been several examples of that over the past several months. I mean, I don't follow the Phoenix Suns that closely, but I don't really see De- Devin Booker doing that kind of thing. You know what I mean? No. Even though he may be shooting really well from the floor, he hasn't had any of those moments where he just really takes over a fourth quarter and it's just clearly the best player in the arena and clearly like has control over what happens in a game like Chris Paul does. And quite frankly, like, like Russell Westbrook does too, even though he had a really bad start to the season. So I'm not that sad that he's not on the team because, you know, I, because we'd have to take off probably Russell. I think he would be the guy that would need to come off, even though we would like to see Damian Lillard come off because we don't like him, but you know, Dame deserves to be there. Um, so yeah, that being said, I think that he's going to be in the all-star game, guys. I think someone's going to get hurt. Luke is out for five or six games. I could see that stretching into the all-star break. I feel like someone always gets hurt. Someone always has to, you know, be out for a couple weeks that is supposed to be on the all-star team. So I really think that Devin Booker will, will play in that game. I really do. What if it's not Devin Booker that's next, though? Like, what, what if, if he it's got the snub, but, but then he also got snubbed again? That would be awesome. What if it was Shea? Uh, I would love that. I mean, they're <laughs> announcing Lou Dort as the replacement, obviously. <laughs> Lou Dort. Yeah, if it were yeah. Shea, man, I that would be that would be very rough for for book. <laughs> well, uh, who, who votes on the reserves? It's coaches. the coaches, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you think there's anyone better in the league that knows than the coaches? Do you think it's the players? Do you think it's definitely not the media? You know, because they're biased towards certain players and certain teams. I think it should be the it's president. It's definitely not the fans, you know? <laughs> oh, you think it should be? <laughs> so, I mean, that makes me feel like, okay, it's not that big of an injustice if the coaches of these teams, you know, voted. I mean, I'm sure some of them had him in, but majority did not, you know? And I mean, they would know, you know? So I don't, I don't feel like he's been given too much of an injustice. I bet honestly. they bring that up. Like whenever different coaches are out hanging out, you know, like you want to want a Devin Booker in, blah, blah, blah. You know, I bet that's hilarious. <laughs> like a back and forth between the coaches. <laughs> oh man. I, I want to know. Who, I want to see the results. I want to know who voted for yeah. him and who didn't. I, I would love to see that too. I don't think they, they publish it for good reason. Cause obviously, that, that, that would matter. I would love to see it. Because I, while I do think it's it's yeah, I think it's nice to think that all the coaches would know best. But like, think about how much uh, NBA fans complain about coaching. You know, I, I I tend to think that maybe maybe some credit is deserved by some of them, but maybe it's not by some of them. You know, like maybe maybe yeah, that's that's yeah, don't really sense. deserve their like their Luke consideration to pick somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Billy Donovan had Russell Westbrook in? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Probably. I mean, probably. Yeah. I would. I wouldn't see why not. I was honestly very happy with with the All Star list. I really was. I. I mean, I. I was glad that Chris Paul and Russell got in first and foremost. But there's so many young faces. It's kind of like the league turning over. I, I think this yep. that was. 10 first time all-stars, uh, you know? I think seven. It's the first Which time since wild. 2010. 
that we've had seven yeah. first-time All-Stars. I mean, two sophomores, you know, in Luka Doncic and Trey Young, the future of the league. Bam out of bio. Um, I, when we were texting about it, I, I could have swore Rudy Gobert was in last year at least. But, yeah, you were right, Eddie. He wasn't. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, because he gave an interview after. And remember, he started crying during it about how he thought he was being snubbed. That is something that I think the Internet has been really on um, about this year, particularly, is that it seems like players are getting more and more bothered by not making the all-star team. And I don't there's no I have no data to back this up. And I don't I, you know, I don't have like newspaper clippings from the nineties where, you know, Sean yeah, Camp, or sports Sean center Camp clips or whatever. Cause Charles Barkley made it and he didn't, you know, I don't, I don't know about those things, but certainly the, the given the, the widely available platform that famous people have now, like their voice seems to be louder. I mean, did you guys see that guy, that, uh, that rookie Jackson Hayes, he like posted a video, um, like cursing out the league and the NBA because he wasn't chosen to play in the rising stars game. Like no. this happened yesterday. Who does he, <laughs> he play for? Uh, I don't actually know. <laughs> I Why think, would you I be upset about he plays for Stop. Memphis? All we, all we did was prove exactly how ridiculous all this is. And I remember <laughs> us speaking about this last year because I remember being kind of bum fuzzled by like, feeling like there were a lot of players that were balling all the way out last year. And I go, there can't possibly, this can't be sustainable for this many people to be playing well. Like imagine fellas, if the injuries that had happened had not happened, what if Zion and Steph and clay and Kevin and Kyrie and (laughs) all these other people were also still playing at the whole first half of the season. Yeah, man, it would be wild. This season would be 10 times wilder. Exactly. And that's crazy already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. So there's I, no way. You're, someone's going to get snubbed. Several people are going to get snubbed. You got to get over it at this point. It's got to not be about that to you, to me. Um, but, you know. I, the, 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 I think that the only thing that uh, the only thing I can say is I understand where their beef is coming from because. Unfortunately, there are still uh, it's still allowed to tie like that sort of thing into your contract negotiations. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's like common core or something where it's like if your students didn't do well. So now you're going to take a pay cut. You know, I, I can understand their frustration when it's out of their control and it seems like it doesn't make sense and it could potentially risk you losing at this point if for these people millions of dollars you know so i get it but still you're right i mean you got to move on you got to move forward like take it out on the court you know <laughs> yeah yeah and and by the way i saw it in person devin booker didn't do that on friday he yeah he didn't have a very good game i don't think and Look he kind of shut Beal down in the fourth doing. quarter bradley bill has been like dominating since yeah since this, exactly. but even even mm-hmm. right before then and he's come out and publicly said, like, look, I thought I was supposed to make it, but I didn't. But I'll tell you this. What I'm doing on the court right now is not because I didn't make the all-star team. It's because I want to get us to the there playoffs, and this is what I got to do to get us to the playoffs. Yeah, he that's gets admirable. It. He gets it. I'm glad he said that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think people need to be more upset uh, about his snub. That, I mean, it, or at least as much yeah. as they are about books. It seems like everyone is. Just, I agree. I agree. Um, um, before we go talk ahead. about fantasy stuff, uh, I, I just wanted to ask you fellas. Uh, right now, the only confirmed people for the dunk contest are Dwight Howard and Aaron Gordon. Uh, besides Hami, who else do you want to see in the dunk contest? I think there was a third confirmed. It was, uh, yeah. what's his name? Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., is that his oh, name? Oh, really? I, okay, he's got hops. I, okay. I think he's been in it before, too. Uh, let me look that up, too. Oh, <laughs> I accidentally typed in drunk contest. <laughs> that's a very different that's, kind of contest. That's that's a that's that's, a that's what they should do to the All Star Weekend. Make make them do all the stuff, but they got to be drunk. I want to see a drunk dunk contest. That drunk contest. Hilarious. No, it's just Horace. It's just drunk. It's just Horace with the ball. Oh man, That'd be- make a free throw. I can't. I can't make a free throw. <laughs> Do you guys? I do you remember you when the NBA actually had? Also, they just gotta, you know, there'll be vomit everywhere. No oh, man, do you, do you remember when the NBA had the horse game? The actual like it was a part when of. When Kevin was like, "Hey, you can't make more shots than me." That's all it turned into. Watch Kevin Durant <laughs> make a bunch of shots. That's what it turned. Kevin into. Durant and Rajon Rondo. Who's gonna who's yep. gonna miss a three first? <laughs> and everyone was like, I, "That was oh, when it was Rondo, in uh, Dallas, I think." <laughs> Yeah, I do remember that. As far as the the dunk contest question, getting back to it, I I mean, Hami's obvious. You know, I I want to see him in again, and I think he deserves it. Beyond that, like I don't know, like whoever, you know, I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't really matter to me. Or yeah, like, I go ahead. I would have said Terrence Ferguson. Yeah, no, I yeah, I still yeah. think that he would be a good choice. Like I said, I think he has more hops than anyone on our team. I think I legitimately think he can jump higher than any other player on our team. I mean, that that shot of him jumping to contest the inbound yeah. pass where his feet are at the guy's eyes level. It's like <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I think that they announced that the Thunder campaigned for him to be in the dunk contest like his rookie season. But um I honestly don't know how it works. I, I don't know how they pick and like if you have to apply or if your team has to really want you to do it, I have no idea. I'm surprised there hasn't been some article by some nice journalist that has written about how did how those things happen because I'm curious and I've been it a fan be a of the good, NBA for a decade yeah. now. Might be a good thing to tweet to Royce Young or something. He might know. Uh, he probably does know actually. Uh, do you think anyone from the Thunder will be chosen for the three point contest? Do you think they'll put Gallinari in there? Oh, uh, he needs it. That would be so awesome. I would love to see what him is in there as well. Who leads like in three point percentage right now? I'm curious. I can look that up right this second. Uh, it's, I don't think it's only like a 37, 38. Oh, really? Is it that low? I don't think it's super high. If it's 43, yeah. I'm surprised. I'll tell you that. So, in let's see, James Harden leads the league in both attempts and makes. Damian cool. Lord is second in makes and third in attempts. I care most about Double percentage, cool. honestly. Um, well, yeah, but the problem is that there's probably people out there that have taken like just the bare minimum. Um, yeah, George Hill, shot, like, or George Hill leads the league in percentage. He's at fifty-one point one. Then JJ oh, Redick, wow. then Dougie McBuckets, and then freaking oh, wow, okay. Marcus Morris is fourth. That's weird. What? This this website's broken. 
Sweet. I'm, cool. I'm sure he's. I'm sure yeah, he's shot a lot. He he plays for the Knicks, right? That's the Morris twin. Yeah, he plays. He's the Knicks one. I'm sure he gets a lot of a lot of playing time. I'm sure he puts up a lot of shots. Um. Yeah, I'm like looking all down this list, and I'm I I could see them putting Trey Young in it. I think they'd put Trey in it probably. Yeah, because I mean, they always put Steph there. in. You know. Yeah. yeah, but they. I mean, they'll put. Yeah, no. Yeah, they yeah. do multiple stuff. Gallo is 22nd for what it's worth at 41%. Cool. 41. Okay. He's 41%. 41. That's pretty good. That'd be on fun to see him. 310 in it, you know? Watch Mello win it. Watch Mello just join on his own without being asked. <laughs> like, I'm here. Here I am. I'm going to. <laughs> he next. just like walks on the court and he's like, there's like no room for him anymore, but he's just like, I'll just, I'll sit, I'll stay in between. I think, uh, Kyle Kuzma would be a fun player to see in the three-point contest. Yeah, what is he? Wait, Vince he Carter do? just showed up to the dunk contest. I watched. I'd be dunk all last about night. it, man. I'd be all about it. Well, you know, um, it's insane. You know that <laughs> Dwight Howard came out um, a couple of weeks ago and he said that he was he was confirmed in the contest and that he his goal is he was going to try to get Kobe to be part of his routine. And someone had also mentioned at that time, like, man, we should just let's get Kobe involved and mm. then have have uh, Vince Carter also do dunks. And like, you know, Dwight Howard's there. He's doing though. It's like a f- way flashback to to dunk contests of old. Um, oh, yeah. But and Nate Robinson shows up. That like would he be comes, awesome. He flies also. in from the upper deck, you know, like he just <laughs> flies right to the rim. I think it'd be great. <laughs> and then and then. Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin drives a Kia into <laughs> the stadium. Uh, he gets out and then on he crutches. Just, yeah, he gets out on crutches and he rolls over the hood. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, In, NBA, make this happen. This is a golden opportunity. You said you uh, wanted better ratings. Blake would love it, too. I and know. That's, he, would, he, he would be all about it. <laughs> but then that's how Terrence Ferguson wins because he jumps over the car and dunks. Oh mm. uh, yeah, I you know to be honest, I don't care much. I gotta about say, sorry, All Star Weekend stuff related. Um, that that uh commercial that Kobe did for his hyper dunks where he jumped over that Aston Martin. Yep, I remember that was, losing my mind the first time I saw that. I saw it on collegehumor.com. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> Wow, you just said those words also. It just like, where in the world did that go from my brain? That was buried way deep in there, man. I like the All-Star Weekend. I always watch everything. I, I don't watch the Rising Stars game. I mean, if it's on and I'm not doing anything, I'll turn it on. Um, I, it matters whenever I have a player in there. You know, I, I want to yeah. see Shea play. But but I always watch Saturday night stuff. Um, and I always watch uh, the game, of course. Uh, yeah. The problem is that I am now in a position where my work p- keeps me uh, away from ability to watch those games for the whole weekend every year. So I don't ever really? get to watch any all-star stuff, which is bothersome, but it is what it You're is. You're working on like a like Sunday night when they have the game? Uh, TMEA. I, I, will, I will be back from TMEA at that, at that point, but oh, I will be okay, gone okay. all of that week. I'll miss... All of the events, the Saturday night stuff. I'll miss the Friday night stuff. Um, Sucks. It's just not, you know. It does. Yeah. It does suck. 
plus what they're doing with the game this year, which I don't know. I Again, I don't know exactly how I feel about it. I think it's interesting with these changes that they're making, but what do you guys think? I, I'm really still totally up in the air about it. I'm fine with it. Um, I mean, obviously, a portion of it is a tribute to Kobe, which is cool, although I feel like there's lots of other ways you could do a tribute to Kobe. Um, I, I kind of like how I think it that benefits they, charities even kind more, of the plan you know? Before. Um, but then Kobe happened and then they altered the fourth quarter part of it. But I think that they were going to do a points per quarter thing anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm, I'm uh, okay with it. Um, I mean, I know, I know that you guys would get, uh, well, you, especially Eddie, you guys would get upset about, you know, the all-star game, not being competitive. I never really cared. I mean, it's all fun, you know, to me, I, it's like, I don't, the no defense doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. That's not, it's not so much that I'm bothered by no defense or lack of, I, uh, you know, the, the, the format has always been to entertain for, for the first 40 minutes of the game and then to try for eight minutes. And that's always been fun. I mean, there have been a lot of years in the past where the game has got very entertaining and enjoyable and, and full of tension right there at the very end because, you know, they have incentive to want to win it. But maybe now what they're going to do with this by quarter, it's like, well, we're just going to force them to try every quarter. Uh, I don't know. I. I think it's it's interesting. I we'll see what it what it what it's like. I don't I don't know. More later, I guess. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see because Kobe is tied into it if the players try harder like the whole game. You know what I mean? I would hope that they would, but yeah. I mean, I feel like Kobe always tried really hard in All-Star games just like uh Russell does. Russell always tries really hard. There are some players though that just kind of like, eh, whatever, you know. James Harden but yeah. he, he does Steph, that in Steph non All Star games, also. Yeah, Steph Curry, I feel like just didn't really care. I remember one time someone was driving to the rim on him, and it was like a fast break, and he just like laid down on the yeah, floor. Yeah, no, I remember that. He <laughs> let him dunk on top of him. But I was fine with it. I was like, yeah, whatever. It's fun. it's fun. Yeah, it's fun to watch. But um, so we were when you were connection was broken, we were briefly chatting about uh, yeah, I heard all some of fantasy I heard stuff, you guys. Trash talking my wife. It was nice. Well, and now we're trash talking you. I mean, you're the new. That's right. Because I got the victory this week. You have the target on your back now. You have the most winning record in the league. Um, Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. we all we all won this week, which is nice. I am. I'm kind of embarrassed that I only beat Seth by 11 points. Um, To be fair, though, I am now. Well, he made one move this week and I made five. Yeah. And. My biggest problem is that I have not had Paul George and I have yeah. been stubborn and refused to drop him because I just know as soon as I drop him, he's going to start playing like Paul George again. Um, but it's cost me a lot. Plus, Giannis has been hurt a little bit. But I've been picking up some some kind of you know strange additions and, and keeping some guys around that I don't think that anyone else has paid much attention to. But they, it's been serving me pretty well. We'll see. Uh what what is next week's matchup? I'm not even sure. Do we know who plays who? I should should just I play you schedule. next week. You play me. Well, that sucks because you have I played Justin on his ridiculous streak right now. Well, that will probably tie up our record. Yeah, it's. We'll see because I know I got some uh, potential problems. We'll see how long uh, Clint Capella's heel is bothering him. As well or if he as, still plays for the Rockets. Right. 
and as well as Trey Young, who keeps being in and out. And I got to find another forward because right now there's two days next week where I should have 10 players on the court, but because of the way that my positions work out, I can't fit them all on there. So I got to make mm. some type of change. I have not yet had that, that issue this season. I, th- I think that they're very um, generous with positions on these guys. Like they're just some, some yeah. of these guys I'm like, wh- no one should be three different positions. I, <laughs> Paul George is three positions. Luka Doncic is three positions. Like, I don't. Th- a two is even stretching yeah. it. I think that they should limit the number of double uh, positions for players. But it's been helpful. You know, it allows me to have a lot of flexibility. So, I'll take it. Um, I I want everyone to understand that I I, I talk a lot of dirt on Julie um, <laughs> on this, but th- I'm looking at all the stats, and she. Uh, one of the stats is moves is the moves you make on your roster. She has the most moves of all of us. Yep. She, um, she's been ahead in that category since like the third week. <laughs> she's got 81 moves in the season. Wow. Pretty crazy. Um, she's very reference. active. I have 48 and I thought that that was a lot. Um, Eddie's <laughs> got 67 and Jeremy's got 58. Uh, also, for reference, Justin has one. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one move. <laughs> just, oh man! Just so you guys know, so, the involvement. Go ahead and level give me the. In this game. <laughs> give me the W this week because I played Justin. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, no, we're not going to see. <laughs> um, if he logs in, man, you may actually have a chance to lose. <laughs> Andre uh, Drummond that's is. True. is uh, he he gets the points, yeah. man. He's walking twenty fifteen. But yeah. speaking of him, I expect him to be traded this week. I really do. So we'll see what happens with that. You expect him to trade him? Yeah. Yeah, I'm maybe. serious. Cause everyone's just gotta understand how good Justin's roster is. He just has the wrong people on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Chris yeah. Middleton, Kawhi Leonard, Jaron Jackson Jr., Rudy Gobert. Ricky Rubio, who, if he's paying attention, has been injured. Carl uh, <laughs> Anthony Towns, Galadari, and Valachunas. And then Ben Simmons and Andre Drummond on the bench. Yeah, it's all from that first week. He just was like, oh, they're not playing today. I'm going to move them to the bench. And they never opened the app again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> you know, the, the player on that list that bumps me out the most is Galinari, man. We're missing yeah. out on Galinari points in the league. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, I, I guess we we have his points, but they're just not used for good, right? Because they're not it, used at all. They're not even a part of our any of the league points because they're just sitting <laughs> oh, on the bench. So, oh, Gallinari is the player that's on the oh, bench. Oh, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Or one of the players. I was on Drummond. I was I had Drummond on the brain for whatever reason. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Not bad. Which, you know, Gallin, Gallinari deserves to be on a good team, I think. <laughs> yeah, like the Thunder. <laughs> I this, okay, I just want to say I noticed this uh, uh, in the, when the last national thing that I watched um, national broadcast. No one ever talks about the Thunder this season. Then there is no Thunder presence in national media. It is That's shocking correct. to me that they have not mentioned anything about this team, like. 
I feel like if they were to actually just stumble upon seeing that some thunder numbers, like it would be a ginormous, huge event. Like they would, they would have a special and be like, have you guys actually seen, like, we just looked at these. They're really good. They're way better than anyone thought they were going to be. Did you know, have you been watching? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it bugs me a little bit because it's like, Oh yeah. Because the expectation was we're going to suck. And because now we don't have Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul's washed apparently. So they're not caring, but it's like, no, you should care. The team is playing very well, probably better Mm -hmm. than, most other teams. In fact, we have the second best record since Thanksgiving in the whole league. Pay attention. It's like talk. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe it's good for the team for them not to pay attention. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they, maybe they kind of like that. I mean, but I'm selfish, many, Jeremy, and it's about me right now. Okay? <laughs> it's what I want. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, I found an interesting stat just now. Who do you think leads our team in field goal percentage? Uh, field goal percentage. I'm going to go Nerlens Noel. Uh, I, mm, I think it's, I think I thought that it was Nerlens when I last looked at it, but I know it's not Steven. You're I mean, wrong. Are you it's definitely are, are Steven? You, it's Steven. It is. <laughs> oh, is it Steven? Really? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of crazy. That that's very surprising. Nerlens has got to be up there too. I mean, all, I mean, Nerlens is just dunks, you know? <laughs> I feel like he's probably like 51% shooting, maybe. Oh, it's got to be higher than that. I bet Nerlens and Steven are both above 55. Yeah, Steven is at 60. And Nerlens is at... Hold on. Sorry, I was looking at two different sets of stats. Uh, Nerlens is at... No, what? Oh, hold on. Maybe I'm looking at wrong stats. It says he's at 68, but maybe he doesn't have enough possessions or something. Um, because when well, it lists our top people of our whole team, it lists Steven instead of him. Maybe he needs more oh, shots or something to qualify. Yeah, for uh, field goal percentage. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's not listed on true shooting percentage either. Even though yeah. he leads, the, he leads the team in that. That's weird to me because I feel like he he shoots a lot. Well, you know, again, I mean, and I he think plays a lot because because these these lead, the leaderboards, the NBA leaderboards. That's a, that's like an official thing, and you have to meet certain qualifications to to be on those lists. Which is why I think mm-hmm. probably he's not listed. He probably has not played enough minutes. Is my yeah. guess, um, or he has not taken enough shots. He's not taken enough attempts. Mm. But he leads our team in true shooting percentage by a lot. He's yep. at seventy-two yeah. percent, which is insane. That is an insane true shooting percentage number. You guys know that is who, crazy. Who we're still paying a million dollars this year? Oh, I've seen mm. I've I've seen that list. It's kind of sad. Uh is it Mellow? No. No. No, it wouldn't be Mellow. That was a trade. What am I talking about? Uh <laughs> not Scott Brooks. Is it Scott Brooks? No. We no. we stretched and waved this person, which is why we're still paying them money. <laughs> he, stretched and waved. Who would that be? 
think? It's obvious when you really think about it. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think of the players that the Thunder has waived. I, and there's another person we're still paying uh, $737,000. Yeah, he's playing for another team right now, too. So Yeah. I'm not sure. Who is it? Kyle Singler. We're paying, oh, my God. <laughs> we're paying Kyle Singler $999,000. <laughs> he's just getting to, like, he had he he threw like a crazy awesome Super Bowl party today, and he's like, "Man, I didn't have to work at all, and they're just giving me this money. And that's, I paid for all this for that." That's hilarious! Oh my gosh, who, who else is the Thunder still pay, paying? I'm curious. They're the only. That's the only two that were, are still getting money. That well, uh, Robertson. Sing- yeah, uh, Andre's still getting ten mil from us this year. Yeah, that's. Yeah, we've but paid. he's like on our roster, though. You know? Yeah, right. No, right. For the people yeah. that are not, they're the only two that are not on the roster. Oh, and Patrick Patterson, we're paying him. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, gotcha. I actually don't know why we're paying Pat. I thought that. Yeah, they should throw him in that trade. Him. I don't. I think his contract just. We was didn't up. trade him. We just. Maybe maybe we he had a player. Maybe maybe that's what it was. Maybe he had the player option and we bought him out. Yeah, I don't know. Kyle I, I don't not getting any more money though. I hope that he's done after this season. <laughs> he's got enough to live comfortably on forever. He's got to be done. If I ever see a singular jersey, I don't know what I'll do, but it'll be very <laughs> celebratory. If I ever You're see someone wearing a cut, it's got to be a Thunder jersey though, not not a Duke jersey. Yeah, you got to go. Ask I didn't even know where them. he went went to school, so. <laughs> He went to Duke and he yeah, was awesome. he's a Duke guy. Yeah, he's that's why he's so upsetting. That's why he got the original money that he got. Yeah. When yeah. he was traded to the Thunder from Detroit, remember he was he was a forty one percent career three point shooter. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> well, okay, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Let me just look and see what he still is, because I mean, <laughs> he basically just didn't play for a lot of time with us. Man, yeah. I'm so upset. He spent just as many seasons with us as he did with Detroit. <laughs> that is ups- that's so upsetting. I can't even believe that he <laughs> was in the league. I I I thought that he played for more teams. Nope. Uh, He's drafted by Detroit. So his his okay, so before he joined the Thunder, his non-Thunder three-point percentage is 38%. But oh, okay. He so did drop Maybe to it was his 30 season. when with the Thunder. Cool. Oh man, his dramatic so bad. drop off. That's cool. Oh, his effective <laughs> field goal percentage four forty forty four point eight percent with the Thunder. That is really really bad. I mean, I say that knowing that Russell Westbrook probably also had some seasons with that field goal percentage for us, but you know that doesn't matter because he did other things. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, we've been talking for a long time now. Yeah. Is. Good to talk some basketball, man. We had lots of stuff to talk about. I'm glad we did this, guys. Yeah, me too. Uh, this is it's exciting because before our next episode goes up, we will have passed the one year anniversary of our first episode of this show. Yeah, which yeah, is pretty great. exciting. This is going to be this is going to mean we'll have released, I think, 33 episodes in a year, which is pretty awesome, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Given that yeah. you know, none of us are professionally doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it's great. 
How many things in your life, guys, have you committed to and it's lasted more than a year? Are you attacking us, Jeremy? Are you attacking? <laughs> are you, what are you trying no, to do I'm right just, here? I'm trying to point out how special <laughs> this is, fellas. It was a shout out. I was just throwing some love your way. No, you got to like know, Jeremy, the, the, the opposite side of the love coin is self-hatred and, and it always lands on that side. So just be careful with your love. <laughs> okay, I'll... I'll I'll guard it a little bit more. I apologize. Uh, no, it is. That's it's true. This is a. Uh, it's a. Uh, you know, we kind of we have we have achieved our goal in a lot of ways. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're able to sit here and talk about basketball uh, pretty regularly. Which I want to find awesome. all the really dumb stuff that I've said on this podcast, <laughs> and I want to make a mixtape. I, I once said that Patrick Patterson should start over Jeremy Grant. I want to find that, and that that can be in there, definitely. Oh you know? man, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I yeah, I don't have the, I don't have the the core to handle that <laughs> for myself. The gumption. I was thinking the word gumption. <laughs> the gumption. That's the right word. Yeah. I also thought it would be really cool. I think you mentioned this at one point, Victor. Find something that you said, and then like two episodes after that, find you saying the exact opposite thing. I'm sure that <laughs> yeah. is yeah. that is true for all of us. Yeah, just combining yeah. all those little clips oh, that definitely. would be really fun too. It'd be so good. It's true. <laughs> uh, I know that I've actively done it. <laughs> oh, I definitely have. Yes, I know that I've done it more than once. Uh, speak, like, speaking of things that you said, I just want to go ahead and give you an opportunity to do your gloat, Jeremy, for your epic uh, um, call of Domas's yeah. All-Star yeah. campaign. That's right. I got to find that tweet many I'm years going ago to recycle it on social media. For those of you that don't know, I uh, Domas Sabonis's first year in Oklahoma City. Uh, I think it was around like. February or March, I tweeted that he will be an all-star in the NBA by 2020. Um, and I'm so proud of myself are. for that. And I'm going to get, I'm going to get that out there. And then all these NBA GMs are going to contact me and they're going to want <laughs> me to be a, a scout for their organization. So I've got some decisions to make coming up. Yeah. Insert the Paul Rudd gif. <laughs> Look at us. Oh, I love it. That is not the, me. That is, that is the best moment in all of eternity. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in gift form and that's that's just that's it's just right to the heart of my millennial sensibilities uh, well if the thunder uh, i don't think it'll happen but if the thunder match up with the rockets in the playoffs then that will be the ultimate time that that gif is used <laughs> wow <laughs> it'll yeah that will be that will be insanity <laughs> oh, man <laughs> Uh, that's a discussion for a later pod, though. That and the Spider-Man one, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. For that's sure. true. <laughs> for sure, that one. Oh, man. All right. Well, don't forget to send your questions in, guys, uh, on the email, tmbp405 at gmail.com, or on the social media, where you can follow us if you haven't done that yet. Twitter and Instagram, at podcast underscore thunder. Follow us there. We'll likely follow you back. And... um Wherever you consume your podcast media, go ahead and just subscribe. It makes us feel better about ourselves, guys. Bye. See ya. I'm out. <laughs>